Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. I'm so excited about the month of May. It's going to be a busy month, but an exciting month. First off, starting May 16th, uh, we're going to be in Canton, Georgia with Dream Church. I'm very, very excited about this great church there, uh, Pastor David Steinberg. Uh, we're going to have a great time there. Two services, Sunday morning and Sunday evening, two great healing services. And then that following Sunday, we're going to be in my home state, the state of Texas, uh, down at Houston Faith Church, Pastors Chaz and Joni Stevenson. Great church down there in Houston. And I'm so excited. It's going to be, gosh, about nine or ten years since I've been down to minister in the state of Texas. So I'm excited to go home to my home state. But we're going to have two services there Sunday morning and Sunday evening. And we're just expecting to see some special, special things and see God move in some wonderful ways. So if you live down in that area, if you're just even a couple of hours away, come and join us. If you need a miracle, you know some people that need a miracle, bring them. We're expecting big, uh, believing big. We know God's going to do big things down there in Houston, Texas. One big announcement I've been just so excited to share with you is that uh, last month we were invited to be on Sid Roth's show, uh, it's Supernatural, and so Tuesday, this is at May 12th and 13th, we're going to be over in Charlotte, and we're going to be at Sid Roth Studios and filming an episode with him, and we're going to be focusing on our book, Possessors of Life, and talking about the life of God. I am thrilled about this. It's going to be so good. I actually was on the phone uh, yesterday with Sid, and we talked about an hour about the show and about the book, and so really excited about what's going to come out of this. And as a result of that, and this has kind of been in the works, but uh, we're going to go ahead and have it available by the end of June. But we've been working on a, a second edition of Possessors of Life. You know, as you teach on something for a while, you start to see some things you've never seen before. And so there's some more content that we're going to add to that book. So we're going to re-release a second edition uh, at the end of June of Possessors of Life. Really excited about that. And along with Possessors of Life, uh, I've told you last episode, we're actually in the process of translating Possessors of Life into Spanish and into Urdu. We've got two big trips planned for this summer. One is in Bogota, Colombia. We'll be down there, and so we're getting Possessors of Life in Spanish for all those pastors there. And then we'll be in Lahore, Pakistan toward the end of the summer doing a miracle crusade there as well as a pastor's conference for several hundred pastors. And so uh, we're getting Possessors of Life translated into Urdu for them as well. I just want to say thank you to all of our partners who helped make all these projects possible. You know, we cover all of our expenses, whether it's churches in the U.S. or we're doing conferences and, and trips overseas. It's just something that I had on my heart to do roughly about a year ago. And so we've been covering all of our travel expenses and all that. So that there's no pressure. There's no weight on any churches no matter how large or small, to have these type of events and conferences and stuff, especially in this time that's going on with this pandemic all around the world. And so I just want to put my faith out there. And so I just want to thank you, our partners, thank you for helping to make those trips and make these book projects possible. Praise God. So thank you, guys. Hey, let's get into today's teaching. I want to talk a little bit 
about our book, Alternate Reality, that we released just about two months ago. And I want to take a portion of that, some of that teaching, and talk to you about that today. And the fact that there really are two realities. There's two realities that we live in in this world. And we're a part of both, but we have a choice which one we want to live from. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus go with his disciples to pray. And he goes to prepare for the arrest that was going to lead to his crucifixion. And it's interesting that this time of prayer, it's the only time recorded in the Gospels that we truly get to hear Jesus' words to the Father. And yet it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture because Jesus makes so many wonderful statements of truth regarding the purpose of his coming, our union with the Father, and our purpose on the earth. However, there's also a very, very powerful truth that Jesus speaks of that rarely, if ever, it gets spoken of from our Christian pulpits, and it is this alternate reality. In John chapter 17, verse 13, I'm going to read a little bit for you here. John 17, 13, he says, But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I've given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they would also be sanctified by the truth. Now notice Jesus states he is not of this world. He was born in heaven, sent from heaven, and sent into this earth to do a job and then go back. This is very, very much a consciousness of Jesus and that he was sent from another world. If you look throughout the book of John, Jesus refers to being sent by the Father 41 times. We see that in the New King James Version, 41 times. So this was a major part of Jesus' success on the earth and in manifesting the supernatural. And then Jesus goes on to pray for his disciples, which includes you and I. And he mentions this in verse 20. And Jesus states that his disciples are not of this world in the very same way that he is not of this world. And then look at verse 17. He said, sanctify them by your truth, for your word is truth. In this short statement lies a very hidden yet powerful revelation for us in which Jesus' entire prayer is wrapped around. This word sanctify in the Greek, this Greek word, it means to consecrate, to separate, or to purify. So Jesus' prayer is for the Father to separate them by his truth. Now this is where things get interesting because most people will read over this and simply take this statement that when we live by the words of God, it will help us to live separate and pure lives that distinguishes us from the sinner. Although it's true that living according to God's commands will help us live holy lives, the statement Jesus makes is not about that. It's way more than that. The word truth here is the Greek word aletheiae, and it can simply be defined as reality. Essentially, Jesus says, Father, separate them from the world by your reality. Your word is reality. Now look at this closely. Jesus is talking about another reality here, an alternate reality, something different than what everyone else is experiencing. Jesus gives us a major clue as to why he was getting supernatural results. How is he walking on water, calming storms, turning water into wine, multiplying food, raising the dead, healing the sick? It wasn't because he was Jesus, yet Jesus was the Son of God, but he laid aside all of those advantages, and he lived 
and prayed and ministered and healed as a man anointed by God. And we see that over in Philippians chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Jesus was living life as a man anointed by God, but he was living according to another reality. He wasn't living according to the reality of this world with its impossibilities. Jesus was living in an alternate reality while on the earth. And it was his desire that the disciples, which includes you and I, would live permanently in this alternate reality as well. Now let's think about this. Jesus' time with the disciples was not simply to make them good, moral, well-behaved men. Jesus' time with the disciples was to make them representatives of heaven with a power and authority exactly as Jesus had while on the earth. Jesus then states in verse 19 that he separated himself. He separated himself by heaven's reality so that the disciples could also be separate on the earth by that same reality. It was Jesus' desire and his purpose for the disciples to replicate him with perfection. So that even when Jesus was no longer on the earth, the very same ministry of power would continue through all of those who became united with him through salvation. So what was this alternate reality? It is a reality of the blessing in which God gave to Adam in the Garden of Eden. Genesis 2 verse 26 and 27, we talk about this a lot. Verse 26, it says, God said, let's make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So before Adam sinned, Adam had complete dominion over the earth and everything in it. There was nothing that was not under his control. He not only had control over the animals, Adam also had control over the earth. The water, the ground, all of it was under his authority. Look at what people like Moses, Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, Jesus, look at what they did with nature. If they could accomplish that after the curse, imagine what Adam was able to do before the curse. It's very interesting to think about. Adam was living in the blessing. The kingdom of God was in complete dominion. There was no sickness, no death, no lack, unhindered access to heaven because there was no sin. However, the moment Adam sinned, everything changed. What was his reality absolutely changed. His physical senses began to slowly become the leader of his life, and his spiritual sensitivity began to slowly fade away. There was now a very new reality for Adam. It was a reality that was dominated by the curse. Dominated by the curse. In Genesis 3, God tells Adam about the results of his choice and the reality that would be his. And we see this in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17, it says, God said to Adam, Because you've heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles shall now bring forth, shall now bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. It was now a life that was going to be ruled by death. This is what this curse was all about. Adam went from being a guardian to being a gardener. His sole job there was to guard and protect, but now he had to work. 
Adam was trading his whipping for a shovel. And he went from being a watchman to being a worker. You see kind of the, the change here from, from grace to works. Adam traded a weapon for a shovel, and he went from being a watchman to a worker. In the garden, everything Adam needed for life, it was already provided. It was a life of grace, but he traded it for a life of works in a reality that was ruled by the curse. Now, all the living things on the earth would now begin to decay. The life of God that was in mankind to protect it from sickness and disease and pain and decay, it was gone. It was absolutely gone. Man was left to his own understanding and his ways to walk according to the world of death. And that's what we see going on in our world today. Access to heaven was shut for Adam. Sickness and disease would reign supreme for Adam. Flu season, allergy season, all of these things would become normal as a fall, spring, summer, and winter. Doctors would eventually take the place of God as a source of healing. And the love of many would begin to now grow cold. This is what became the reality of this world. And as you very well know, that is still the reality of this world. It's a life of limitations, death, destruction, poverty, famine, disease, dependence. Dependence on self was the big one. Dependence on self. That is what happened when Adam sinned and got kicked out of the garden. He went from depending on God to depending on self. The world's reality is what is normal for us because it's what we've grown up in. From the time you arrive in this world, we become indoctrinated by society that getting a cold is normal, that being sick, that's just normal. You know, if you get a fever or sore throat during the winter season, that's just normal. If you get a headache or muscle aches, well, the solution is take some aspirin or take some other over-the-counter medications. The world's reality tells us that if someone's diagnosed with cancer, well, the only real solution is to take chemotherapy and radiation. This reality, this cursed reality that we live in, it looks at doctors as the sole source of our physical health. We're told all of these things as we grow up from our family, our teachers, our church, media, society, that sickness, lack, impossibilities, they are everywhere you go, and that's the world's reality. Now again, I'm not against doctors. I've got many family that are in the medical field. Thank God for doctors and nurses and paramedics and anesthesiologists and all these wonderful people who, who help us with our bodies. But what we're talking about is the fact that in our world, it's modern medicine that's looked to as the healer. It, that's what's looked to as the healer, not God. Before the curse, God was the healer. But after the curse, man began to look at self for dependence. And we have to have the proper perspective of these two realities. As a result, what used to be normal in the Garden of Eden, that would now become a life of faith for those who would pursue it. A life of faith for us. And yet, those who did would be very few and far between. You know this, that in this life that we live today, it's very few and far between to find people who are truly living a life of faith, total dependency, total trust in God. The reality of heaven will now become an alternate reality. And the reality of a cursed-filled, dominated world would now become the reality of mankind. There would be a few throughout the thousands of years until Jesus that would catch a glimpse of this alternate reality. For a very few moments, they would access it and manifest heaven. They'd raise the dead, divide waters, heal the sick, stop the sun. The stories of some of these Old Testament saints, sometimes it truly reads like a superhero story. Some would say it's because they were special, but no, 
It wasn't because they were special. It was because they lived according to this alternate reality. Sometimes it may have been for days and sometimes just a minute or two. But every time that they did, the supernatural became natural and the impossible became possible in that moment. We could use many words and phrases to describe this alternate reality. You could say it's a reality of life, truth, blessing, as opposed to the world's reality of death, lies, and the curse. You could say it's the reality of heaven on the earth. It's the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of light versus the kingdom of darkness. But just to make things simple, make things basic, you could just say that, that this reality, this alternate reality, it's the reality of God. It's a reality of God that can be tapped into and lived from all the while living in the world. Notice what I said, living from heaven, living from the reality of God while living in this world. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I want to read this to you out of the message translation. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11 says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living from them in a very small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. Friends, the cry of God for his creation is to live this wide open, spacious life, free of limitations of this cursed reality. There's a reason that innately we identify with superheroes and we constantly look for ways to go beyond the limitations that we experience with our senses. Instinctively, we know there should be more, but we can't see it because of the dullness of our hearts. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I loved, loved Superman. I had Superman pajamas. I had Superman play figures. I mean, I would go outside, put a towel around my neck, and act like I was Superman. One time when I was a kid, I even jumped off the roof. Thank God for his protection. I didn't break anything, but I was trying to be Superman. I was so enamored with that. But, you know, there's something truly innately in us that we desire and yearn for those things. And it's because we instinctively know, our spirit man knows there's so much more to this life than just what we see with our physical senses. While others are living according to the world's reality of death and decay, we can live in this world's reality and yet live according to an alternate reality, a reality that supersedes that which most of humanity knows. It's the ability to look at death and yet see life, to look at a mountain and see it as a molehill, to look at a live cancer and yet see it as dead. It was this alternate reality that Jesus came to not only introduce, but also make possible for us to live in, to live from, and to manifest while alive on this earth. Well, friends, I trust that encouraged you. That got me a little fired up. I'm beginning to, to think about some of these things and, and dwell on these things. This has been my meditation for a while. These are some of the things that I think about uh, talk about with a few of my friends, but don't really talk about too openly. Some people just start to think that you're strange, but you know what? Let's just be honest. It's time for people to start seeing us as strange because our results differ from their results. We should be at the place, we should be getting to the place where as a Christian, as a believer, we start experiencing different results than the sinner that's around us, that the great big God that's on the inside of us that as a Christian filled and united with God, our results are different than the world's results. And you know, it's a progression for all of us. Every single person is in a different place. And you know, it's possible because of our life and because of what we're doing, sometimes we could be strong one day 
And then because of the busyness of life, things come and, and we may get a little weaker one day. But you know, if you're experiencing some of the junk in this world, don't be down. Don't be condemned. Let's just keep moving forward. Let's continue to increase our consciousness and our awareness of God and this life of God on the inside of us. And friends, I'm telling you, we're going to get this thing. We're going to get it right, and we are going to blaze, blaze forward and be a great, mighty example to the world as to what can happen with a person that's united and filled with God, living according to his reality. Well, friends, if you're not a partner with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, I would love, love, love to have you partner up with us. You can go to chadgonzalez.com and become a dream team partner in helping us. And with our book translations, our project which is Europe shall know anxiously anxiously awaiting travel to open back up so we can head on over to London and start getting some things prepared there for the healing Academy there in London and some other wonderful works that uh, we're in the talks with in regards to Europe be praying for us this month gonna be a busy month we'll be down in Canton Georgia Sunday May 16th and Houston Faith Church on Sunday May 23rd and then we'll be filming with Sid Roth Next month's podcast, we'll be able to give you exact dates on the airtime of that. So praise God. God bless you all. Again, thank you to all our partners and friends. Remember that in Christ, we always, always win. We'll talk to you next month. Bye-bye.